0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, Lakersation. Sean Davis here for Lakersation.com. You're on for everything, Lakers. Welcome into the Lakersation.com post game show. The Lakers unfortunately lose tonight to the Phoenix Suns. One, I already forgot the score. <laughs> what a I mean, this that's just the type of game the night was. It was a very depressing, frustrating affair. Losing to the Phoenix Suns. 127 was the final score to 109. Not much of anything went in the Lakers' favor tonight. Um, yeah, they they kind of got blitzed from the jump. They made it somewhat close by the end of the first quarter, only being down uh, 11. And then at halftime, the halftime deficit was 14, and we thought that that was – they had a shot, but nope. Third quarter, Phoenix ran away with the game, and ultimately they would win again, 127-109. to 109. This is LakeCastation.com post-post-game show where we do look at things more through an X and O's perspective. Talk about what worked, what didn't work. Um, where the Lakers team are is at, and most of the time we'll preview the upcoming matchup as well. Um, any super chats that are submitted on this show will be answered live on the air. I will make sure I get to any and all super chats, they are greatly appreciated on the show. Um, one, I mean, I've been kind of praising Ham to a certain extent, not even just Ham, but the coaching staff in general. For the play calling, I got got some of the numbers from the most recent game where the most recent game, the Lakers had their seventh best play called game of the season in terms of organized offense. They ran organized offense at a fit nearly 57 percent rate against the Raptors. I don't have the numbers from tonight's game, but it feels like they just completely fell off the map from their organized offense, which uh, is so freaking frustrating. Like. The Lakers will have these five games, literally the Lakers have had five straight games of 50% or better uh, percentages in terms of their organized offense. And then I I would have to watch it or get the data. I haven't uh, seen any data quite yet, but it feels like that the coaching staff just went backwards again, where they made two steps forward, one step back or one step forward. Uh, another step back to where they're back to neutral playing ground, or, or I mean, you're kind of like trying to build yourself back up. Where it's like, why, why, did, why go through like just that, that stressfulness or whatever, or like that, uh, like inconsistency? It's so frustrating. Like, you, when you play, call your butts off, you have really, really good, uh, offensive games, or like, or nights. Where like your offense can, can hit its ceiling or its peak, and the Lakers seem to just have no interest in consistently play calling. Like it's so frustrating to me why the Lakers don't do it. So frustrating me makes it makes no sense. Like, just do it. Come on. Uh, we have we have a very interesting quote from Anthony Davis post game. Yovan Bula from the athletic just posted this. Anthony Davis, so the question was, your three-point defense has struggled for a while. How do you address that without compromising other parts of your defense? Anthony Davis responds to this question by saying, uh, let's see, we'll do this real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll just do that for now. Uh, Anthony Davis responds by saying, realize that everybody, no matter what their numbers are, shoots well against us. If a guy is shooting 10%, he's going to shoot 40% against us. Just knowing that. Uh, there has been a time where the numbers have told the truth to us, where we've played guys. I mean, even Brad's been struggling. So we gotta play everybody like their step when they play against us because these guys, not just this team, everybody has shot the ball well against us. Man, Anthony Davis fired up post game addressing the three-point shooting uh defense and and, and how teams uh and, and, and how teams you know, have just blitzed this Lakers team um, in recent games. Uh, We got a question from Twitter asking, uh, are the offensive schemes for them too much to handle that they tend to abandon it? What else can they do to get AD more involved? Apart from the pick-and-rolls or pick-and-pop, I want to see more off-ball screens for them from strong side to weak side or vice versa. That is an excellent question for my man AC on Twitter. I mean, the Lakers have a wide pin-down series for Anthony Davis where they'll literally put AD in the corner, and I can filter this out, or let me try to find it, rather, Uh, where they can literally space the floor out have a guard set the wide pin down series for a uh, play for AD in the corner. AD comes off this, uh, and he, he's able to attack, get to the rim, get to the mid-range jumper, or whatever he may want. So um, let, let me see really quick. Wide. pin. The Lakers have ran this wide pin action 63 times. They ran it twice against the, the Raptors. They, they've they started to run it a lot more recently going back to DNC's the tournament final. They started to run, the, run this play a little bit more frequently. Again, 68 times that we've seen them run that play. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a, there, there's a few different options if you want, like, some off-screen stuff. I, I, I just think that sometimes this Lakers team is, like, hell-bent on, okay, cool, we're going to give AD the ball on uh, pick and roll or whatever. We're – I think that is the downside sometimes to the five-out offense is it is a little bit more guard-oriented, in my opinion, um, or it can be a little bit more guard-oriented if you don't play call the right way. So, yeah, I, I think that 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 is definitely uh, – that definitely can be frustrating. Uh, the last few times the Lakers ran it, it, it leads to good shots ultimately, right? Because you either have to commit towards the rim – or you have, to commit, uh, you have to commit and maybe stop a drive or whatever because it is AD attacking off of it. Um, the last, we look at the last several times they ran it since, since the Miami game, which is a game that I, I called out for, you know, better play calling. Since then, they've ran it 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15. Hold to- on oh, one sec. I messed something. I messed it up. Hold on. Give me one sec. I typed in the wrong play. All right, there we go. Since the Miami game, they definitely ran it that much, but three times. Got an and one for AD uh, early in the game against the Raptors. Went back to it. Got a turnover off of it. But, yeah, like, like, it's a really, really effective play. Five out, LOL, you need shooters for that. That is – that's factually not true. Now, like, does it help to have shooters? Absolutely. I'm never going to say it doesn't help. But, like, to say, like, oh, my God, like, you can't run five out unless you have shooting, that, that that's not true. Because the Lakers, when they run five out, I have the data right in front of me, when the Lakers – uh, this season they're actually right around where they are, regardless of his five out or if it's four out one in. But if you look at uh the Lakers sets, so not like at freelance, their actual sets. The in 132 possessions of four out one in, the Lakers for sets, the Lakers are shooting. Uh, their, their efficiency is at a 0.98 points per possession. Uh, in four out one in. In their half court sets and their five out offensive sets in 827 possessions, they're scoring at a 1.12 point per possession rate. They're turning a ball over less than their five out offense, 13.1% uh, turnover rate, 17.6% turnover rate, and four out one in. So, like, the note really, really all four out, all excuse me, all five out does, and by the way, overall. The Lakers are, are scoring at a 1.12 point per possession rate in five out, 1.01 01, uh in 4 out one in. I mean, and the Lakers top players, which is really all that matters, are also scoring, you know, more efficiently in five out. LeBron is scoring at a 1.25 point per, point per possession rate in five out versus 1.20 and 4 out one in. Um AD, 1.13 in 5 out. Versus four out one in one point zero eight, so like I'm trying to find there's even a player that shoots that's increasingly better in four out one in than they are in five out. Uh, Jackson Hayes is better in four out one in. I mean, if you care about Jackson Hayes, uh, Austin actually, Austin is a better four out one in player. Um, not a ton of possessions in four out one in for Austin, but one point one eight points per possession in four out versus one point zero seven in four out so yeah so yeah that uh that technically isn't true all right let's see what else we have here jackson just got called for a final parking lot uh rgn cal four says i think making the rest of the conference finals is the worst thing to happen to us the players are nowhere near what they played post-trade deadline last year nobody's safe uh yeah, I agree with the like the overall notion of it that like nobody's safe. I do agree with that I do agree with the like hey look like yeah, I agree like braun like I mean I think the only people that are safe, if you will are uh braun and braun and ad those are the only two guys that are safe in my opinion at least might feel differently but but I I do think that those are the only two um the only two players that should be saved. I mean rightfully so. I think Austin if it's the right deal right Austin for the right package should uh should be traded. if the package is right. I don't want anybody to to misaggregate um to misaggregate what, what I just said. But yeah. Chat let me actually ask a question. Should the Lakers trade if the offer is on the table? Like, 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 let's say, let's say AR for, uh, I don't know, AR for DeJounte Murray is, is on the table. Do you guys do that? Atlanta says, I mean, like, whatever filler salary. AR for DeJounte Murray. Do you guys do that deal? Yes or no? And let and, and let me know here in the chat as well yes no uh yes all day no I'm curious like if anybody has wants to share the reasoning, I'm curious i'm I'm kinda in the middle I'm kind in the middle like I, I i if you if I had to pick one or the other, I probably say no. But I am, I am a very, uh, I'm, I'm pretty in the middle. I'm saying no, though. No trade out there. There's no trade out there that's going to get them over the top if I'm the Lakers. I want to play it out, but they can't because of Bron. Yeah. Yeah. He can't, he can't guard a park car. No, he, he's not a good defender at all. He's not a good defender at all. Uh, there was once upon a time where Austin Reeves was a, like, net neutral defender. That was his rookie year. But, uh, unfortunately, uh, we have not seen those days in quite some time. Nobody, uh, let's see, let's see. Where else? Definitely yes from Cobbs here. He says, because you can you can't get a high ceiling... I'm assuming mean can get a high ceiling of DeJounte. AR ceiling gets peaked. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Mr. JD says, do you think we could realistically get bogey with DeJounte? I don't know if we can get both. I don't know if we're going to be able to get both in the same deal. I don't know if we can get both. But if you could get Bogey, like just in general. Absolutely, I love that deal. Like Bogey is a really, really talented offensive player that I think just can't really stay healthy. But I think he's a really, really good player. I think he's a really, really good player personally. Uh, let's see what else we ha- what we have here in the chat. I, I do want to say this because I see somebody say, imagine if we get Spurs, DeJounte, I don't think DeJounte is a, it's just that defender that he was back at San Antonio. I think he's a really bad off the ball defender. I will say that like he, he gets caught like over in the, like in the lanes a little too much um, and, and leaving shooters open. Um I, I I think he has some potential still as a one-on-one guard POA you know defender, um, and he's he is absolutely, absolutely still a uh, an upgrade over Austin. Not even trying to say that in the slightest, but you know, like for one, like can his can can the shot stay consistent when he gets to? So actually, let, let's look up. Let, let's go see what we got. Uh, Let's go find DeJounte Murray. Let's go find DeJounte Murray. I'm like mentally prepared for this to happen. I'm not going to lie to you. I am mentally prepared for this DeJounte Murray deal to happen. So DeJounte Murray this season, this is what his offensive uh, play type data looks like. Really good ball screen scorer. He's been a super efficient spot up or just off the ball dude this season. Really, really good ISIL score, actually. In the 81st percentile of all isolation scores in the NBA. Really, really impressive stuff. Not been good as a handoff dude. Not been good as an off-screen dude. Not a good cutter. Um, if he drives. He, he really wants to drive left. He's one. Yeah, he wants to drive left. Um, again, yeah, just a really, really good ISO score in, in general. Was he shooting? Oh, my God. He's been a 43% three-point shooter out of ball screens this year. 42% on spot-up catching shoots as well. 42% from three in ISOs. Like, he's been an insane shooter this season. Uh, yeah, he's shooting 30. Hold on, wait, wait. Back out just one sec. All right, so these numbers are going to shift a little bit. But still, 39% three-point shooter. 44% uncontested three-point shooter. He's been a 41% pull-up three-point shooter this year. That is insane. That is insanity. Oh, my God. Hold on one sec. Um 275 players in the NBA this season have taken a pull-up 3. All right, has taken a pull-up jumper in general. Okay. Hold on. We're going to filter this out a little bit more. 36 times Seven. Uh, We're going to filter this out to 50. Hold on. Waiting for it to to readjust finally. There we go. I think we're there. Oh, my God. So out of the 100... Not 570, but 70. So out of the 105 players in the NBA that have taken at least 70 pull-up jumpers this season, DeJounte Murray is 16th. At It, it has the 16th highest three-point percentage on pull-ups at 40.7%. And the guys ahead of them are elite three-point shooters. Like, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, Duncan Robinson, KCP, Jamal Murray, Kevin Herter, James Harden, Clay Thompson, Emmanuel Quickly, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Bassell. Like some of these dudes that he's ahead of is, is incredible. I don't, okay, where was he at last year? I, all right, let me go watch, or not even watch, but let me go look at DeJounte Murray last season. Let me go look at DeJounte Murray last season. For last season, he was not this insane shot maker. Another, a really good pick and roll player again. Last season was a lot better on handoffs. This is regular season and playoffs, by the way. Shot 35% on catch and threes, rounding up to get there. 35% on pull-up threes. on pull-up middies, which is pretty damn impressive because, like, that's just a really, like, like, that's that's insane efficiency, I'm not going to lie. 48% on pull-up middies, and he's shooting a a decent chunk of them. Like, that's a a pretty decent bit of his offense. 47.9%. And then once we filter this out, not to nine. Uh, Hold on one sec. Let's go 90. Was the 17th pick and the 40th pick for of Vassell like ever an option? If it was, then I'm with you. But I don't think, I, I, I highly doubt that was a real option. Uh, 47.9. Yeah. Like that is insane. Uh, let's, let, let's, let's go back to this year one more time. This year, this year, he's shooting almost 50% on pull-up mid-range jumpers. What? Huh? Dog, that is crazy. Fifty percent from the mid range on pull ups, pull ups, and he's still taking a lot of them. Oh my god! Uh, hold on, wait. Let's let's filter this thing out one more time. Not one eighty. Nobody's. Is that really what thirty six times? Seven is hold on. 180 should not have worked. Oh yeah. All right. Out of out of out of all out of 93 players in the NBA to have taken at least 80 pull-up mid-range jumpers, DeJounte Murray is the 17th best field goal percentage on pull-up mid-range jumpers. Duncan Robinson, Chris Middleton, Dennis Schroeder, Jalen Williams, Tyrese Elliburn, Pascal, Terry, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Austin Reeves, Desmond Bain, Jeremy Grant, KCP, Fred VanVleet, SGA, who's a freak, Donovan Mitchell, LaMelo Ball. But, like, very few of these guys have the volume that, that DeJounte Murray has. Very few guys. Um, let's see. Where is he at the rim this season? Below average. Yeah, he's only finishing at a fifty-two point nine percent clip at the rim this season. Fifty-two and a half percent on layups. So like he he's not had a had a really good year at all at the rim. Just gotta do better at, at finishing around the rim. Um, but like th- his shot chart, his shot diet. Looks really, really, really good. Let's filter let's filter this out one more time to the half court. In the half court, yeah, like this some of this stuff is a little fugazi, not efficient enough for me. Um in the half in the half court setting, he's taking 70% of his shots are uh, are jumpers in the half court. So that kind of concerns me, like I would kind of prefer if he could get to the rim a a little bit better. Um, 70% of his shots are jumpers, like I said. In the half court, he's still a really, really good catch-and-shoot guy. Shooting 41% from three in the half court. 40% on pull-up on catch-and-shoot threes. 42.7% on pull-ups this season in the half court. 50% on the pull-up mid-range in the half court. He gets to the floater a little bit, too. 43% on 44 attempts. But like I said, um, 52% at the rim. So I just need him to to finish a little bit better in the half court for me. Uh, 2.38 assist to turnover ratio. Let's see. Synergy's defensive data is a little bit weird. So I kind of prefer not to look at that. Hold on one sec. Uh oh my god, Sean, not DeJounte Murray, you move fast, man. <laughs> oh man. Let me see here. Defensive dashboard. What am I looking for? Is this it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, because then if I go to. Yeah. All right. So let's find. Let's fine. I should be able to find a specific player. Can I? No. Okay. That's kind of annoying. Oh, wait, wait. Filter. There we go. Maybe if I could type, that would help me. So DeJounte Murray team uh, players are shooting better than they're expected to when guarded by DeJounte Murray by 1%. They finished 1% better at the uh, overall than expected. Um, Let's see. Let's see. I wish I could filter this out to like jump shots or something. Three pointers. Because he is guarding on the perimeter a lot, he's going to guard on the perimeter a lot. So let's find him. Let's find Dejounte Murray again. Dejounte again. Like t- opponents are shooting a point three percent better than than expected. If I go to Austin Reeves, teams uh, players are. I'm I'm not implying that players are better. Sh- that Austin's a better defender, but pl- players are shooting. worse than expected with Austin Reeves, guarding them. Now, overall, opponents are shooting. Oh, man, they're targeting him a ton. 12.9 field goals attempted per game on Austin Reeves. I mean, I guess technically they're, in air quotes, targeting him too, so maybe that's a bad example. Like, there just isn't a bunch of great defensive data out there. Like, there just isn't. Let me see something. Let, 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 let's go to DeJounte Murray. Matchups, uh, head-to-head. By position, that's interesting. Thank you for this at NBA.com. Uh, all right, guys, give me a guard. DeJounte Murray made it all NBA defensive team in, in San Antonio. Can we please stop bringing up I'm this? This is even like pro or like negative DeJounte Murray, but can we please stop bringing up the all defensive team from like eight years ago, seven years ago? Six. My bad. Can we stop bringing that up? Like, we 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 understand he made an all-NBA defensive team six years ago. Can we please stop bringing that up? All right. So, this is some of the matchup data. Jalen Brunson's frying, Kim. Oh, my God. Jalen Brunson's shooting 63.6% from three on DeJounte Murray. Uh... I'm assuming this is DeJounte Murray. So this is who DeJounte Murray has guarded the most. He spent the most amount of his time, like in, in minutes, uh, guarding. Do we need stats to prove Reeves? And let me zoom in. I didn't realize this is probably like not the best for you guys. Uh, do we need stats to prove Reeves can't guard the eye is enough? No. So nearly 21 minutes matched up with Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is six for 15, three for five shooting, uh, two free throw attempts and a foul drawn, 11 assists, two turnovers. Cool. Uh, Damian Lillard in 16 minutes is 17 points three assists, seven turnovers in a block with seven to 14 shooting, three of nine from three. So that data is like really – I wish like with NBA.com I could like click this and go watch every single time, uh, every single time that DeJounte Murray guarded J- uh, D- Damian Lillard or Jane Brunson, and vice versa. That would be really, really sick. Um – Let's see who else here. Jalen Brunson. Again, Brunson fried him. Brunson scored on him the most. Tyrese max. So, in terms of points scored the most, right? Let's filter this out a little bit if I can. So, let's filter this out. And in terms of three field goals attempted, we want you to have taken at least eight field goals. cool so all the guys that've taken eight field goals or more we can drop this let's go like five so all the guys that have these are the the guys that he's guarded that've taken at least five shots uh hold on one sec yeah okay that's fine i don't want that one let's go team points team points team points at least 10 points. All right, there we go. Who has the worst field goal percentage? I mean, these are all guys. He hasn't guarded a ton. So, out of guys. Yeah, all right, last time. Last time. Field goals attempted. Eight. Eight. Jordan Poole really struggled on him. Eight points, two assists, three for 10 shooting, two of eight from three. Next, Jalen Brown in one game, seven points, one assist, one turnover, three for nine shooting. Donovan Mitchell in two games, 12 minutes guarded, 15 points, five assists, six of 16 shooting, one of six from three. Uh, we're going to talk about Maxie. K did a somewhat decent job. Got more turnovers though. So I don't know, guys. I'm gonna do uh, some some analysis tomorrow. Watch some film. Looks like I have to, I, I really want to see how he guarded. I really want to see how he guarded Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, and Halliburton. So I'm gonna go watch Hawks, Bucks, Hawks, Celtics, Hawks, Cavs, and Hawks, Pacers tomorrow, Chap. What are your uh, what are your thoughts about a potential Dejounte Murray trade? Roan said, "Lakers stop playing their own game. We play through Anthony Davis in the paint and only kick it out BS doubled. Especially gets a bad defensive team." Yeah, the Lakers are at their best when they're putting a bunch of pressure on the rim, and you know, unfortunately, there will be some nights where the Lakers just say, "Now nah, we're we're not gonna um, we're we're not gonna play our our, our game." Murray third best option. I will say this, if DeJounte Murray is your third option, that's pretty intriguing. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He's in the last year of his deal, though. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They just paid him. I forgot. They just paid him. So this is his contract going forward. So he's about to be on a four-year deal. I uh, don't need a, any Ashley Furniture Home Store uh, ads. <sighs> He's gonna be on a twenty-five million dollar deal next year, twenty-six million dollar deal the year following, twenty-eight the year after that. This is a pretty tradable contract, though, just in terms of salary. Like that's not like that's not bad. That's not awful. So let me see something. Let me see something. So the Lakers, uh, and then we'll we'll trade out. If it takes hmm, okay, hold on. Wait, you can't do Austin yet. I can't do Austin right now. But like let what if it's Austin and like Jackson Hayes. I wonder if that gets it done. So chat, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And then do you you keep D'Lo? You bring D'Lo off the bench still, probably? So, chat if you could trade Austin and, like, Jackson Hayes. Oh, oh, if we could get Bogdan in here, too. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not going to lie. If we could do that, I would would trade both. I'm good with trading both Austin and and D'Lo if you can get Bogan here. And that's going to anger the Delo stands. But if I can get both of them, I'm good. I'll do it. I'll do it. Chat, are we doing that? So, so like, let's say the deal is Austin, Delo, 2029 first. You can bring in and DeJounte Murray. Do you do that deal? Austin D'Lo, 20 first. I think i do it, personally. I think i do it. I don't know. Yeah, LOL, done deal. Fleecing the Hawks. Why would Alex take D-Lo? Yeah, that's a fair point. That's another reason why, too. I think it probably needs to be Delo Okay, hold on. I mean, it needs to be Austin. Hold on. Let's call in Brooklyn. Let's call in our buddies Brooklyn. Delo to Brooklyn. Dorian Finney-Smith to the Lakers. DeJounte Murray to the Lakers. You can't, I can't do it yet. Rui Hachimura. Do you send him to Atlanta? Austin Austin to Atlanta. Rui to Atlanta, and you send the first to Brooklyn. So essentially, you get Dejounte Murray, Dorian Finney-Smith. Deal to Brooklyn. That's kind of a lot. I'm not gonna. I, I would have to play this out. I'd have to play with it a little bit. But, but like. If you guys can't tell, the three, the my 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 top trade targets, Jonte Murray, as of right, I, I have to finish. I have to finish, but so I'm not gonna put DeJounte Murray yet. But uh Dorian Penny Smith, Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Hawks, Nick Richards. Uh I already said Dorian. Uh, I have to find the tweet now because I, I I had it. Oh, Malcolm Brogdon, that's four Malcolm Brogdon, Dorian Penny Smith. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Nick Richards, and Alex Caruso. Those are my five biggest trade uh, trade candidates. Those are my five biggest trade candidates. Chat, who are your uh, biggest trade candidates before we get out of here? Before we get out of here, who are your biggest trade candidates? I'm going to wrap up here soon. Grant, AC, yeah. If you could get Alex Crusoe back, that would be nice. I I just think that, that they're gonna really overprice Alex Caruso, but Alex Caruso is in in my uh is in my 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 trade package for sure. We need a big two Nick Richards. Uh Demar, Murray Caruso healed, buddy healed. I understand. Going back to uh to the old wishing well, if you will. All right, chat. That's good. Do it here for Lakersation.com post post game show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I've been Sean Davis. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore D I'm I. We're gonna be posting my thoughts more in depth tomorrow on X about DeJounte Murray, I'm curious, man. I'm curious. I am I am definitely warming up to the idea of DeJounte Murray a little bit more. I got to watch the film. I'll be watching it again. The Indiana game, the Milwaukee game. I already forgot the games. So I got to go back. Indiana, Milwaukee. Uh, Yeah, I'll just go find it. Chat. Till next time, everybody. See ya. Stay safe. Have a good night. Go Lake Show.